0: Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Sean, we're back. It's been a couple we're of back. weeks. Took a little hiatus there. We we're uh, down in the uh, Sunshine State last week, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So we're, uh, we're we're pretending we're the Wall Street guys. Go away in May, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they say go to the Hamptons. That's right. That's right. I haven't made it to the Hamptons yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm excited about today's show. Um, Yeah, we're going to be talking about a 230-year-old hack that may be the holy grail of marketing. Holy grail. Like the thing, like if you could do this one thing in your marketing, Mm -hmm. create this one thing, that's probably, I mean, that's what everybody wants in their marketing. So we'll be talking about what that is and the hack that can help you get there faster.
0: And it's pretty obvious. We see it a lot. So it a, a lot. Thing. It's
1: all around us. The question is, are you doing it for your company or right. your business or your clients or whatever? And that's we'll enough. about What that is. Yeah.
0: That's a, that's as far as we're, we're going to tease you right there. So. Teaser right there. <laughs> before we, so before the we you hanging, right out of that cliff. Yeah. Cliffing. So,
1: yeah. What, uh, I think you said you had a beverage today that you've had before.
0: I have, but, I have. So I have a, um, they packaged, they labeled it a little bit different. So, I picked it up uh yesterday thinking it might I might not have had this, but as I uh as I spent a little more time and actually I've already sampled one, I remembered, yeah, we did have this. Um it just looks a little different, but it is it is a dirty (laughs) uh bastard from uh founders. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um a good Scotch style ale. Um and I do, I do think we've had these because we've had we've had so many from founders. You know, they've got the the backwoods bastard and the yep. the breakfast stout, and I mean, they've got so many good ones. And I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I have had this one, but it's been so long.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: it's about eight and a half percent, so um, I'm up for a good sc- Scotch ale today. Sounds yeah, good.
1: Uh, sounds good. It'll be rich. Yeah. Uh, on my end, I've got a i met this guy a couple weeks ago in a, a little get together i was at here in austin yes and uh it's from Ooh. tanglefoot brewing
0: okay which
1: is up in um temple texas right outside of waco
0: temple texas and,
1: and this is a check lager uh-huh. and it's a dark check lager mm-hmm. it's interesting so he wanted to he actually ran a craft brewery for a while and he got tired of cr- all the different craft brews and he wanted to go back to simplicity if he ever opened his own brewery. Right. So he actually went up in temples a lot of, there's a lot of Czech heritage up there. Mm-hmm. So that's what he came up with. Is he's like, I want a go to beer that I'll, you know, sure. Try the craft loggers. I mean, try the craft beers, all the weird flavors, you yeah. know, this, all the stuff we do on the show. Right. He was like, uh, I still want a go to beer, yeah. you know? So he came up with this Czech logger. This Mm -hmm. one's a dark lager. Mm -hmm. It's called 13 degree. um, And he has a 10 degree and a 13 degree. Okay. um, And that has something to do with like in the process of like the sugar that gets released. He told me about it, but I can't remember exactly what it was.
0: Hmm. Interesting. um,
1: Yeah. So the darker, this 13 degree is the darker. So I've already poured it. It is a dark lager. Wow. That's very dark for a lager, man. Yeah. And it's only
0: 5%.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So, um, So yeah, I've already tasted this, but we can cheers it up and-
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'll be interested to hear um, about this one. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's celebrate, cheers. All right. Happy Friday, happy- First Friday of summer, right? That's right.
1: And uh, we're feeling every degree of it here in Austin, that's for sure. Man, you guys are just scorching. Oh, that's crazy! All right. Mm. Nobody knew. Nobody this year knew it was going to be hot in Texas. Oh, weird! Oh, weird! All right. Yeah. So mine is. I'll go ahead and start. So mine is. Um, it's got a very like. It's definitely got the chocolate and coffee going that you would expect from like a dark. Really dark beer. I mm-hmm. taste, I swear when I taste this, I taste like a little bit of a cigar.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: it's it's like almost a little bit of a- Interesting. You know, and you can get obviously chocolate-ish mm-hmm. undertones of, you know, chocolate and cigars, which is usually the ones I pick. Um, <clears throat> it definitely has that kind of little taste to it. It yeah. does taste like it would go really well with a nice cigar. Mm. Um, See, so I'm going to give this, and it's very light- you know yeah. it's not super heavy. Right. Um, at 5%. Um, so you could have a definitely even on a hot day like this still get your dark beer. Uh, so I'm going to give it out of 5, I'm going to give it
0: I'm going to give it a solid 4. Well, okay. It's a good beer. And so so what it, you said it's what 5 5% or Yep, 5%. Okay. 5%. Okay. So
1: almost a light beer, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at that glass, you would think high gravity, think seven know. or eight or <laughs> No,
1: but now it's five percent.
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna give. I, I don't. I'm sure that I'm certain that we've had this on before. I have no idea what I gave it previously, but oh, yeah, at, you know, every taste, every day, you know. every review stands on its own. That's that's, right. that's our saying. So it doesn't matter, past reviews or not. What matters is this time because it, ha- it could have, there's so many variables. It could be mm-hmm. temperature, location. Yeah. Um, Set and setting, right? <laughs> that's, the,
1: that's what they say about all the psychotropic drugs. Set <laughs> and right. setting. So.
0: so I actually, I jumped ahead last night and had one of these uh, early and my oldest Quality son. Quality control. My oldest son said, what are you going to give that on your uh, rating? Uh, we were shooting some darts and I was having one of these, and I'm like, hmm, this is, uh, this is probably gonna get a 4.2. But, okay. but, 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 <laughs> it wasn't very cold. It wasn't as cold as um, when I was having it last night as, as it is now. So that makes a huge difference. Yeah. I'm gonna bump it up to a 4.4. Four. <laughs> nice gets a four four so temperature makes a difference it, it does and it is it is really refreshing right now um founders always has everything i don't think i've ever had a bad beer from founders no that's pretty quality some of the original craft beer guys mm-hmm. you know
1: so yeah they're they're good quality stuff yep. um there's so many good ones now though it's hard mm. to, it's hard to keep up it sure.
0: is it is
1: all right. Well, let's jump into the show. Um, I wanted to bring this up. <clears throat> Did you know, Jonathan? We were talking about like what do we do for the show today? Yeah. Um, you know, we plan way ahead. I think we think we're playing like
0: <laughs> about ninety minutes hey, ago. Hey, what, what, what's our topic? <laughs> uh, yeah, we've gotten lazy topic? with chat GPT, right? I mean.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I didn't even use, I started to use chat and I was like, uh, it's no. not giving me what I want. So I went on ad age and I was like, let's see what the news is in, in marketing and advertising today. Mm-hmm. Right. So I looked up ad age and this is the story that I saw.
0: Oh, okay. yes. Code moo.
1: The cows are back. Yes. The the cows are back at Chick-fil-A. They have been gone since 2019, for those of you who did not notice. Mm.
0: I honestly did not notice. I can't believe you didn't notice that. Have you not noticed a single commercial that did not feature a a cow in it? You know, they've gone... Completely about you know it's, it's all person you yeah, know people yeah, that what, so. like I mean it's like interviewing their Pepper. workers there and everything you know just like yeah, what's I guess your Dr. favorite Pepper
1: took over during football season so That's I didn't right. really think about it yeah so yeah the, the cows are back and they're and they're launching a new digital game mm-hmm. um but why why are they doing this Jonathan
0: <laughs> well I think it has something to do with uh, with loyalty I wonder if this is it, did they announce when this When this would, uh, when this first was introduced or now, I mean, when was this first announced
1: this month, like June 21st, like two days ago, we are cutting edge, my friend. Okay.
0: June 21st. So I wonder like, but like there's there's part of me wonders if there's like, cause there was some, they were getting some heat on their, uh, you know, going woke or something. And I don't even know all the details. Like a couple of weeks ago, they were getting, some, (laughs) they were catching some heat and, uh, So I wonder if like, I don't know, you know, part of me often wonders if this is kind of preemptive to uh, kind of head off and. and, I don't
1: know uh, if it's that reactive because it is based on this whole uh, CodeMoo is a game that they want you to download an app. Sure. That doubles as a loyalty program, which is spoiler alert, what we're gonna be talking about today (laughs) and our hack. Uh, the Holy grail of marketing is loyalty. And we'll talk about why that is and give you some stats. <laughs> so stay tuned on that. But yeah, the Chick-fil-A is launching this game as their version of a loyalty program. So, you know, like M- McDonald's does the monopoly game. Yes. This is, I think this is going to be their thing. Right. Uh, at least they're trying it this year. So obviously there's some development involved in this. So mm-hmm. my guess is this is not just a spur reaction, but I could be wrong.
0: Yeah. Could be wrong. No, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't know anything about the game. Is it a? Is it? Yeah, you're
1: supposed to help the cows basically sabotage Circus Burger. You know, which is the the arch enemy of the cows. (laughs) Um, Sure. So you're trying to get them to not make as many burgers. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's fighting the fighting the game. uh, It says Circus Burger, the cow's nemesis, is serving up more burgers than ever before. Answer the code moo by helping mm-hmm. the cows spread their eat more chicken message. Right. So there you go. I love I it. No idea. I haven't downloaded mm-hmm. the game or anything, mm-hmm. so uh, probably never will, but hey, it's, it's kind of a cool idea. But it leads into our show because I was like, okay, yeah, let's talk about, we haven't really talked about loyalty on the show as a persuasion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And specifically, we're going to talk about lo- some loyalty programs, what they are, some, how long they've been around. I was absolutely surprised at how long been around. And if you look at the title of the show,
0: 230 years, 230 years, the first 18, what is it? 18, of, uh,
1: the first, you know, commercialized loyalty program. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there are some much older forms in certain, you know, certain occupations in the world. There's probably some loyalty programs that are older than that. Um, but yeah, for this 230 years,
0: it's uh, 1793. So you went back to 1793. That's a lot. Of, that's an in-depth research.
1: Yes, <laughs> I, uh, I, I dug and dug. Went to the library. <laughs> went yeah. to the card catalog. <laughs> the,
0: the card catalog. The the microfish or what? <laughs> yeah, I was pulling out the microfish.
1: And, um, and one of the one of the big loyalty programs we're going to mention here in a second. You're going to have to be over 45 to know what it is anyway. This is kind of a throwback show, I guess. For for a lot of our listeners yes um yeah so a guy in sudbury new hampshire began handing out copper tokens to his customers when they made a purchase Mm -hmm. those tokens could then be redeemed for a discount on the next purchase so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like the original cole's cash you know it's like right here's a copper token bring it back and i'll give you a discount next time sure pretty smart Well, then a hundred years later, you know, technology didn't move quite as fast back then as it does today. Um, A Milwaukee based retailer, Ed Schuster and company created a loyalty program that used stamps instead of coins. Mm -hmm. Sounding
0: familiar? Yep. Absolutely.
1: Five years later guy comes along and with a friend creates snh green stamps
0: do you remember those when you were a kid going oh my god he yeah.
1: licked so many Oh I know. freaking for those of you who don't know here's what they look like If you're watching on <laughs> on video you got these little books yes oh wow these, man that
0: brings memories right there i
1: know right and you had these little green stamps they look like postage stamps And you stuck them in these books and these books would be all like, you know, they're up in the dash of the car. They're like everywhere around the house. And you've got like half filled books. And then like, you know, you're getting close and there's this frenzy. Yeah. At least it was in my house, Jonathan. I don't know about yours. but There was this frenzy to like fill up all the books because probably the catalyst was you get a a green stamps catalog.
0: Yes. In the mail that right. showed
1: you all the stuff you could buy and how many stamps
0: That's had. right. That's right.
1: It was kind of like skee-ball tickets at the arcade. Yeah. You know, it's like- Absolutely. Let me get 14 million green stamps <laughs> so I can get a new set of dishes or something. Like, yeah, that's right. You know, it was actually, it wasn't as bad as the arcade, skee-ball in the arcade, but like you could actually get some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> that was stuff. the biggest
0: rip-off. I mean- <laughs>
1: ski ball oh yeah yeah i mean what you would get for the
0: amount of uh you know tickets that you pulled uh yeah i was like i got i've got like a reel of five thousand tickets and i get you know a bracelet you
1: know that was like a (laughs) short-term loyalty program right it was just why you were there right like they didn't really expect you to come back that's right they just wanted you while you were there to keep i guess some people like took their their tickets home with them but Mm i think Most people didn't.
0: No, no, because there's that instant gratification, man. People want to cash out right there.
1: Yeah. So, these green stamps, literally, there were entire stores, like little, you know. Yeah, we had um, one in our town.
0: Yeah. Like a green stamp store.
1: It was like a little mini department store that had all the green stamp goodies. Yep. Um, And you would take your books in there and walk out with, you know, whatever, a new clock radio or a new... Mm -hmm you know, whatever. They had all kinds of dishes, appliances, all kinds of stuff you could get. Yep. And most people, I think, got their green stamps from grocery shopping and things like Mm -hmm. that. That's where we got most
0: of ours. That's right.
1: So, yeah. So, this was created in 1896. And at the time, 80% of households were collecting the stamps. Mm -hmm. 80%. That's pretty good market share. Mm -hmm. Over a billion stamp week in the early 1900s through the night through the depression were um, being redeemed every week a yep. billion stamps a week
0: absolutely so, I remember crazy. those books and I literally like yourself I remember sticking those stamps in there and yep. uh and my mom would go you know she went we had a local green stamp store you know where she would uh you know fill up those stamp books and yeah. It's, it's I remember that
1: you know, if you tried to use a sponge for the stamps, like then you put them in the book and the, the books start getting like kind of replay paper because right, yep. they were wet and then yep. dry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you got these just stacks oh, yeah. of books, you know, that you gotta and somebody's gotta sit there at the counter, make sure all the pages are full. Yep. And then you pick out your little them It was it was just crazy. But yeah. it worked.
0: It did. Right? It Cause, worked. Cause you,
1: you wanted, you went back to the stores that offered the green stamps, which was mm-hmm. not every store, but a lot yeah. of them did. Yeah. But then, um, as Walmart, you know, blew up and all those things started, came out, they kind of pushed green stamps out, mm-hmm. um, cause people could just get lower price stuff. Sure. Immediately. Yeah. Instead of having to save up and all Absolutely. This So then, so that was, you know, eighties, Yep. I guess this was dying out, um, probably the end of the eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm out um, so then the next big loyalty program airline miles
0: mm, yes like we,
1: you know we like to think these were always around for yeah. our youngsters that listen to the show <clears throat> yep um, 81 i think was when they said the first american airlines started frequent flyer miles in 1981 mm-hmm. which i know too some people sounds like a long time ago, not to us yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was yesterday. It's not that long ago. Right. We won't talk about how many years it was. Um, but yeah, it's like, um, you started getting frequent flyer miles just inside there. So you, you got miles for every ticket that you bought. Right. There was no other points that got you miles. Right. But then they expanded it and they, they tried to do with deal with Amex, Amex turned them down and Citibank actually was the first mm-hmm. person to do purchases that then went towards airline miles yep and there's some crazy stories when i was doing my research um about how people have gained the miles system over the years (laughs) Um, one guy bought like i don't know for some reason like jello pudding packs were on extra bonus you know points or something like that they must have done the promotion um and he bought like three thousand dollars worth of pudding you had to send in like the barcodes sure and then you got miles well he ended up getting enough miles to take his whole family to europe he just went and bought like thirty five hundred dollars worth of pudding you know this is back when it was 25 cents a, a yeah, container right um yeah and he just it's it's cra- some of the crazy stories were amazing but um i don't think he was a i don't think that was the intent i don't think the, <laughs> that was the long-term loyalty oh yeah intent. <clears throat> so before we get into like how it's evolved and it's kind of mm-hmm. some of the stuff you can do today um some of the stats mm-hmm. on loyalty are amazing
0: yeah um, i mean that's it's impressive like the the people that will stick with a brand you know and and what is that it's in the 80%, right? 80%? 84%, 80 percent, right 80 percent 84 80 84
1: so they're more likely to stick with a brand that offers a loyalty program wow um, 66% of consumers say the ability to earn rewards actually changes their spending behavior. Mm. So if I, if, wow. you know, if I'm, if I got a Kroger shopping card or, you know, a, or pick your, um, supermarket of <coughs> choice mm-hmm. and you have a card, right. That you have to scan to get the deals. Mm-hmm. If the ticket, when you're going down the aisle says rewards members buy two, get one free. Right you're more likely to do that than the person who doesn't have the card. Right. So it does incentivize people to do that. Absolutely. Um, Another stat, 15% of shoppers are loyal to a single retailer, but this, that group, that 15% generates 75% of a company's revenue. Wow. Wow. So it's right in that 80, 20 Pareto principle type thing. But so yeah, 15% of the shoppers is 75% of the revenue. Yeah. Um, 50% 50% of all customers at most companies change every five years. So that's about how long you can hope to keep a customer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we've heard the stat before, probably even talked about on the show, six to seven times more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to retain an existing one. Yeah, and The way that works out is the chance of a sale from a new customer is five to 20%. And that sounds a little high to me, honestly, the probability of, of getting a sale from an existing customer is 60 to 70 percent. Yeah. So almost what, you know, ten five to ten times yeah. more likely to get. I think a, that's
0: a what day um, day. you know, Jay Abraham, you know, if you read his book, which I highly recommend, mm-hmm. uh, getting <clears throat> what is it, getting everything you can out of everything you've got out of. That's one of them. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. He talks about that. You know, and he's a big proponent of focusing in on your loyal customer base, like, you know, spending your dollars or spending your time and energy with the people that actually buy from you. Because, uh, you know, it is very difficult to acquire a new customer, but, you know, people that are already buying from you, there are so many other opportunities. And I've yep. used this time and time again in my business where, you know, are just looking at, you know, the people that spend money with you. You're always looking at, you're all, you should be always trying to figure out other ways they can spend money with you. If they like you and if they love doing business with you, then you've got to figure out ways to give them more stuff, right? Right. Provide more services, more products. Um, oh, by the way, I know you buy this. Did you know, you know, that we also offer this? And, Mm -hmm. you know, present that to them because you've already, you've, you spent the time and the legwork and the energy to acquire that relationship, which is not easy. And once you get it, you really need to utilize that. And if you've, you you know.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, you don't have to expand your company and offer new products and services necessarily. You could also introduce them to companies that you like and you recommend. That's right. You get a piece of that. Absolutely which and that talks a lot about that. <laughs> it's like, if you're a Doritos fan and Taco Bell says, Hey, we got a new Doritos Locos lot taco. The Doritos buyer is much more likely to buy that taco than right. anybody else. Right. Yeah, Exactly. So it expands. Now, Technically those are all one company, mm-hmm. you know, taco, Pepsi, Doritos. That's all the same, same parent company, yep. but they're, they're kind of crossing brands by using the power of one brand to, 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 give validity and yes you know, make you like the other brand um so what are the, some of the we were talking right before the show and you you said you uh you have a loyalty card where you get your haircut. yeah and it's it's more of an old school like some people are like oh i can't do a like a you know credit card how am i going to do a credit card rewards <laughs> points program right yeah most people aren't going to be able to do that um but you had what was your example?
0: Sports Clips. <clears throat> so I love Sports Clips. It is it is a franchise. Um, but I do love their service because you go in, you get the same thing every time, and they keep your, your information on file. So yep. it doesn't matter <clears throat> what franchise you go to because I travel sometimes. So I can go to any Sports Clips if I'm traveling, yep. and they have my information on, like, okay, you like number – number seven on the sides and whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like the same, like they know it. And, yeah. and so that's, to me, that's, the, that's a value where, you know, if I'm traveling, I can go to any place, any sports clips, but for the most part, I don't expect there to be any kind of change. You know, they know they're going to, you know, all their data is right there and it's going to be the same. the same equipment. So it's yep. going to come out the same. So they also have the punch card system, which once you use, I mean, once you get a haircut, they'll give you, you you can become part of their, uh, their member program where, you know, you get, well, I think it's like six cuts or seven cuts. I forgot how many on a card and then your, your next one's free. So you get, you know, every time you bring that card in punch, 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 you know, so if you get a haircut like once a month, then, you know, you know, you're going to get a free one, which you know, that's like a 20, you know, $20 plus, you know, I always tip. So that's like actually like 30 bucks right there for free. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the easier ones that any local mom and pop type business can do. Right. right. You just, um, you, know, you just get the punch card system or yep. even a stamp where you put a stamp on the card mm-hmm. like a lot of people have a custom design ink stamp that they'll stamp. Yep. So it's harder to, you know, punch yourself at home or right. whatever. Like, um, not that any of our listeners would do that, but you know, <laughs> apparently it's been done in the past out there in the world. Um, so yeah, you got your point systems, text notifications, the mm-hmm. point of sale system, you know, where you can enter your text and then they'll send you out. Like there's a one of our local liquor store here, he um he has that where you log in every time you you know, you buy something, it tallies up right points, and then they'll notify you when you have a five or ten or fifteen dollar discount depending on how much sell or if they're having a sale, they'll let you know, know, Right, and they'll do VIP customer only type things, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's an easy one. Most Mm -hmm. of those built into the iPad POS point of sale systems, um, that a lot of people use these days. You can easily get an app that just loads right in there. Right. Um, another way, um, you can do a loyalty program is through paid memberships. And probably mm. the best example of this is Prime, Amazon yeah. Prime. Yep. And they keep adding stuff in that man. They just like <laughs> they want to make sure you never <laughs> cancel your Prime membership. Oh yeah. I mean,
0: and why would you? I mean, they make it crazy to to get yeah. out of it.
1: I mean Yeah, and most people don't even know all the benefits that are in there. Right. You know, and they're they're talking about adding um they're in talks, supposedly. To partner with one of the big cell phone carriers and offer, um, one of the big three—either AT and T, Verizon, or T-Mobile—and mm-hmm. offer service to Prime right. members for ten dollars a month. Wow! Can you imagine how that would shake up the whole telecom? Wow. Yeah, telecom industry.
0: <clears throat> that's
1: that's um, crazy. So they're still in talks, and because if they ever roll that out, it's going to break somebody's system at first, for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, So they're going to have to have the infrastructure in place, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I mean, you got the prime music, you got prime videos, you've Mm -hmm. got, obviously the shipping is the main reason people do it. Um, But yeah, so that's, so paid memberships, you know, Barnes and Noble has a paid membership where you then get discounts for the rest of the year. Right. You and I were talking before the show, they used to give you a free Starbucks coffee every month. Absolutely. Yeah um they stopped that but Mm -hmm. and i stopped going to to barnes and noble so (laughs) kind of backfired i don't think that's surprised they have not brought that back i'm surprised uh,
0: too because they ask even if i go into a barnes and noble to this day they still ask are you a member and i always say no because i'm not Um,
1: yeah because it's like 25 dollars a year yeah um and i don't buy enough books (laughs) To justify that cost from from Barnes and Noble, right?
0: Not so, when you can get it from Amazon. Who, yeah. you know, ships for free. I mean, you get free shipping on Prime, yeah. right? And you get delivery within almost like second day or next day. you know? so yeah, and if you, we do? I mean, you,
1: like we're we can get same day delivery on a lot of stuff, <laughs> right? Certainly overnight, um, just because we're we're so close to one of the shipping places, warehouses. So, yeah, so that's one um, you mentioned. Also, we were talking about the cows before the show, mm-hmm. the calendar. Yes. Love the calendar. remember the, the calendar. And that always had some type of free food or free ice cream or free drink or free milkshake or something every month. And there's only one coupon, right? You know, so even though they charged you for the calendar. Right. There was easily far more coupons in there. Yeah, there's and you're taking the whole family when you go, (laughs) so it's a wash. I mean, they make. I'm not sure.
0: To me, that was the that was the craziest decision not to offer that anymore because I don't know what they're, I don't know who was making that decision because we used to buy those calendars or we and and get them around the holiday time, Mm -hmm. and you know whoever whoever you give those calendars out to, not only are they going to buy, they're going to use that cal, you know that. Whatever, you know, you get a free, you know, Chick-fil-A sandwich, you get a free large fry or whatever, but you're obviously not going in there just to get that because you're going to spend more money. So Mm -hmm. it was a way to, you know, it was a way to increase revenue. So, I mean, to me, it was crazy to get rid of that because that was just one more method to bring, you know, drive people into your into your place to spend money because they're going to spend even more money. They're not going to yeah. just get the free sandwich or the free frosty or the ice cream or whatever. They're going to get, you know, they're going to need a lot the, of more stuff. You know, yeah. More only food. psychopaths
1: do that. So like only psychopaths <laughs> go in and get just what's on the exactly. On the, coupon, right? the rest of us are like, yeah. Go ahead and throw in the coke and, right. and the surprise. Like, Absolutely. Like, yeah, take,
0: take oh, by, by the way, course. yeah, exactly.
1: So, so yeah. So you know, ask yourself like, what could you do as a business?
0: Mm-hmm. Um. No, this is good because be it gives seen. me ideas from, um, from a podcast standpoint, like I should create some kind of, uh, program for a lot of my, the sponsors of my show for kind of a loyalty, especially, you know, cause I've got sponsors that have been, you know, part of my, you know, industry podcast for, you know, several years. And they just, they just kind of renew every year. Like, okay, yeah, it's time to renew. But, um, you know, creating some kind of loyalty, you know, for that.
1: Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, directly related. It can be, yeah. you know, you just send them, you know, a rebate, mm-hmm. which is one of the examples I wanted to go over. Yeah. So some of the best customer loyalty program examples, um, I'm going to throw out one you'll recognize immediately,
0: Jonathan. Mm-hmm. REI. Oh, love it. Isn't that crazy how we just like because my wife, quite frankly, she's like, why do we still have the REI? Because we have like 50 million cards. And she's like, Why can we just like go ahead and because we rarely use it, um, except when I'm, you know, every now and then we'll put some purchases on there. And she's like, yeah. Can we get can we get rid of the REI card? No, we cannot <laughs> no. do that. But their
1: program <laughs> So the way their program works is right, like you get when you go in the store, not even the card, right? Or they yeah. still do it in the store too, right?
0: Yeah, you can get the points in the store too. But if you use the car, if you use their like their REI card right, in addition card to the whatever. purchases, you get the points along right. with that. So
1: And then every year they send you your co op check, yep. which is a oh, percentage yeah. of all your purchases over the years. That's like free shopping day. Like you just go in there and you, you know, if you spend a thousand dollars, you get a hundred
0: dollars to spend. Well, for us, Sean, it comes in March, which is like its birthday season, right? Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, cool. I was like, it's birthday time. You know, you get the REI yeah. dividends and. Yep. So. Yeah,
1: So they call there's a co-op. Yeah.
0: Um, we talked about Amazon prime already. Mm-hmm. Starbucks
1: does have a rewards. I always found it very difficult to use in the app. I'm not a big, I don't use the app much for Starbucks anyway. Yeah. I don't either. I'm not, even i am not i am not ordering like if I need <clears> to, <throat> I'm usually just stopping by. Like I don't, I don't right. pre-plan most of my Starbucks runs. Uh, like I know a lot of people that they're going to the same job every day, taking the same route. They use the app a lot more. Yeah. Um, DSW is definitely one um, I know my wife and daughter have used uh, whatever something shoe warehouse Mm -hmm. DSW they give you similar to Kohl's they'll give you uh, you know cash back or it it triggers a cash bonus after you spend a certain amount right Right. and it says on every receipt you're you know you're ten dollars away from a six dollar bonus or you know and it's funny how just that little bit helps yeah and you see similar things on sh- on uh, com sites where it's like this is not really a customer loyalty. This is more get people to buy more. Right? Where they do the you know fifty dollars, you get you free shipping, and you'll see the yep. little the little meter showing you how close you are. Uh, but you could also do that for rewards program. Numbers. I wish
0: Athletic Greens would do this because I mean, I mean, <laughs> as much money as we spend with them on a regular basis, they don't offer that. So I'm gonna to, suggest it. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's there's a supplement company that I, I buy some some stuff yeah. from. And if you're a member after six months yeah. of being on subscription, they'll give you a free supplement of your choice. They've got like fifteen to choose from. Oh, okay. And they'll give you a free supplement of your choice. Oh very um, nice. And you can go in your members area and you just mm-hmm. check which one you want each month and <clears throat> they add it in. And it's it's a loyalty program. So pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, you know that's the world of of kind of loyalty rewards,
0: right? And this works best, I would say this this would work best for our listeners out there with consumables or you know ongoing membership you know programs that you you have within you know whatever whatever you're doing. If you do a membership or you, you have a consumable product where people are buying on a regular basis, well, right? I think this you makes know. a ton of sense. Even if you
1: just had a straight membership, let's say you have a coaching membership program.
0: Yep.
1: You know, and so there's not really like you're paying for access, is what the people are paying for. What right. you can do is you can unlock levels of access mm-hmm. if they stay six months, 12 months. Yeah. Unlock a whole new layer of benefits or calls or, you know, some kind of something they get extra. Yeah. If they stay on and, uninterrupted subscription right. for six months, 12 right. months. Um, I actually know somebody who does that works really well. It gets, because that four to six months for a membership site is about start falling off. Yep. So if you've got a really good incentive to stay on for six months, you can get them to stay a little bit longer. Sure. And then they'll, you know, about the time they're getting used to that, then you, you tease them with a the one year upgrade. Yeah. And it just kind of keeps people going an extra month or two right. longer because they want that extra benefit that, that nobody else can get. You can't buy it. It has to right. be something like you can't buy. You can't. The yeah. only way you can get it is through longevity. Yep. Um, that works really well in memberships. Right.
0: Like Loyalty. So. Yeah. Being a loyal member has nope. its privileges. So yes. was the old American express, right? <laughs> Membership has its privileges. <laughs> right. Yeah. So
1: let's well, get stuff, man. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, you got to run. Yeah. Uh, so. No, good example today, you know, something that's completely old school that uh, people out there should be really thinking in terms of incorporating into their business model. I mean, there's so, so many ways to do it, but you know, if you're a frequent user, if you're, if you're part of a membership site, um, which you and I are, you know, and you know, coaching programs and things like that, ongoing continuity type applicant, you know, programs and, and, uh, you know, business models like that are perfect opportunity.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the key is you want to either get them to, you know, there's only three ways, right? You need to get people to stay longer. Yeah. Especially if it's a membership or that kind of stuff, come back more often, Mm -hmm. you know, like your haircuts, you know, you know, with your, with your punch card, you might. You know, instead of waiting five weeks, you're like, uh, oh, I'll go ahead and get it four because <laughs> right. I know I'll fill up my punch card faster and get the free haircut. Right. Um, and those weeks, you know, over the lifetime of a customer, we've talked about lifetime value. Yep. You know, stretching out that one or two weeks as opposed to just go ahead and get it at four weeks or whatever your rhythm is, makes a big difference, you know, overall Absolutely. to that fr- franchise owner. Yep. You know, if you take all your customers and you can get two extra visits per year. Mm-hmm. Per person, you know, it's, it's
0: definitely worth it. Yep. All right. So I'm sharing a book um, for our listeners before we close out. If you don't have this book, you need to order it. It's great. Um, by Jay our Abraham. Listeners. Huh? <laughs> well, listeners can't see that. So you better tell them what the title is. <laughs> Getting everything you can out of all you've got 21 ways to outthink, outperform and out earn your competition um very nice old it's yeah it's like a classic but it is so good and it'll get your um really get your ideas you know ideas going in terms of like creating you know continuity and how to serve your existing customers because those are really that's like the treasure trove you know where you really make your money you know like like you said, Sean, the statistics, you know, like 60% of your revenue comes out of the, or well over 60% comes out of those existing, you know, buyers who love doing business with you anyway. So doesn't make sense to spend a lot of time and effort into, you know, generating you. I mean, you should be get, acquiring new customers along the way, but you got to know where your resources are. Your resources should be mostly spent on those customers who love you and love doing business with you. So this is a great yeah. book, and it really, you know, Jay Abraham's a he's really good at kind of laying out that you know, obviously the the importance of really spending time on your uh, your existing you know customers or existing market that really uh, are you know love what you're doing and and are already. You know, buyers already spend money with you, so
1: yeah. Because if you wow these
0: people, yeah, they're going to tell more people, and that's going to reduce your acquisition. Good point. Yeah, that's exactly right they're going to spread the message for you right so and you, you can utilize do, that yeah
1: yeah you still have to do marketing mm-hmm. you know don't don't get us wrong you still have to do you know right. acquisition style marketing yep but it should be cheaper because you'll have more case studies you'll have more social proof you'll right. have all kinds of stuff if you really take care of your current customers
0: yeah so,
1: so yeah that's a good recommendation on that book
0: very good all right all right good stuff well to all of our listeners out there you can find us at Uh, you can find us on all of your podcast platforms Stitcher Radio Spotify iTunes you name it and uh, you can also find us at um, facebook.com forward slash persuasionbythepint that's our Facebook group that's where we stream a lot of our episodes too and uh, Sean has been fun man we'll see you guys uh, next week um what is it? It's not no. It's like the week after it's fourth of July. I'm like I'm looking at Yeah. Be the, <laughs> oh, we'll be recording on the thirtieth. That's right. That's right. Right before the big the big fourth of July. That's all right. Have a great weekend. Take care. We'll see you next time. See ya.